Welcome to Disrupt Equities Apartment Investing Podcast. This podcast will offer weekly episodes equipping passive and active investors alike with the tools, knowledge, and confidence to build wealth through one of the most powerful wealth creation vehicles out there, apartments. Let's get into today's episode. Money Mondays, everybody. Welcome back with your host, Ben Suttles and Ferris Musa from Disrupt Equity. And we host this show every week at 3.30-ish. Central. Central time. <laughs> what are we talking today on Money Mondays? Talking about fun metrics that people sometimes understand and sometimes don't. IRR, cash and cash, and equity multiple, and what the differences between them are. IRR, our favorite subject <laughs> that, ben, that he can calculate in his head. Ben wishes he was a pirate. <laughs> IRR. <laughs> uh, that was my bad joke of the day. I only have one a day. So. All right, so we'll talk about IRR. We'll talk about cash on cash. We'll talk about equity multiple, right? These are the metrics that not only an active investor needs to understand, right? Because you need to determine if your deal is underwriting to something that's you know, going to be funded by a lender and your investors. And as passive investors, you need to understand these metrics, right? Because this is your way that you can uh, do an apples, not really an apples to apples, but a comparison against multiple deals. Right, and there goes our background, just as I said that it was gonna do. So, anyway, (laughs) we we can ultimately uh, shake my laptop too if we want to, Avery, but at the end of the day, you have to understand these metrics, right? You know, and if you don't, you're not gonna know what's a good deal and what's a bad deal, right? So, you have to check that out, so let's get right into it. Briefly, (laughs) hi, how you doing? And it didn't work. All oh, good. you gotta put in my all password. Yeah. I can't ask you that live on. I know, no, no, no. It's all good. It's all good. We have well, the Mario background. It's got okay. the Mario. Well, it's, it's it's good. We'll close it out. All right. Hey, it wouldn't be a Monday if there wasn't technical problems here. Okay. You know, you can tell this is a live show, folks. Like we we are doing this live. But anyway, so let's briefly explain the following metrics. Right. Let's start off with IRR. Right. You know, and I think that this is probably the one that's got the most mystique. Involved in it, you know. There was another another <laughs> foo bar. We're all over the place today. Um, it's essentially a metrics that's going to quantify your money over a certain amount of time, right? So the more money that you can cycle, the more quickly the IRR is going to go up, right? So let me give you an example, right? And this is the the dumbed down Ben way of explaining IRR. And then I'll explain to you guys the, the professional, the real, accurate, the real the way, you know, someone that knows what they're doing the would real, explain it. The real Maybe there's someone piece. charming would explain it. But hey, you got IRR formulas in Excel. Thank you, Microsoft. You didn't work on that, did you? I don't no, think not you, that you, one. You didn't work on that one. That was right, too easy. That was too easy. <laughs> you gave me the harder stuff. <laughs> That's too easy. So IRR, folks, right? You're, it's the time value of money. Right, so let me give you an example, right? If you put $100,000 in and you make your money back plus 100,000 in one year, your IRR is gonna be through the roof, right? I don't even know what it is, who knows what it's gonna be, right? You know, it's gonna be 100 IRR, right? But let me give you another example. You put $100,000 in in, and you get your $100,000 back and you make 100,000, but it's over the lifespan of 10 years. Your IRR is gonna be significantly less. You're gonna say, oh, why is that? It's because it took you 10 years to make you double, right? You know, whereas on that first example, it took you one year, right? And what's the the, the big part about this is that it takes into consideration the fact that that 100,000 that you just made after one year, you can go reinvest that in something else, right? Whereas you have to wait 10 years on the example number two to get that $100,000 back as well, right? Yeah, so really to simplify it, right? 
you know. I thought that was you, a simplified version. Oh, that version. was a good answer. Or, you know, he basically took my answer and tweaked it. Um, no, no, but, uh, you know, the thing is that I like to say is, you know, for every dollar you have in your pocket, you're always able to get a return on that, yes. right? So the more dollars you have in your pocket sooner, the more those can make more money, too. Yes. And so, again, the best example is if a deal gives you zero, zero, 100%, right, or 100, zero, zero, both of them have the same exact average annualized return, yes. 33%. But the one that gave you the 100 first, or even, you know, let's say 99, just so it's not 100, right? You That money, you can immediately go back and redeploy. And you can actually probably make double the money than you could in the, the second So example. your IRR is going to be higher on the one that you get yeah. your money back, and then you have 0% percent yeah. return for the rest of the life of the deal, right? And for those that are looking to calculate IRR, it's really think of it as once net of all money that came in, right? It's the percentage compounding over the time frame of the deal. So IRR takes uh, takes into takes into no, takes into what's the word I'm looking for? Consideration. Consideration. <laughs> takes into consideration both the time of the deal and the returns, right? And it's basically IRR is really hard to calculate. It's easy to calculate if you back into it. So you're taking guessing percentages to find the one that if you compound it, right, because if I got 15% and then I compound it next year, I got not just 15%, I got 15 on the 15 that I got the first year, yes. etc. So that's what yeah. IOR is. Moving yeah. on. So, we are going to say, well, okay, well, what the heck does all that mean, right? You know, at the end of the day, there's going to be certain ranges of IRRs that you're going to see in multifamily syndication, folks, right? There's IRRs all over the place. You have a myriad of investments that you can put into. So I'm not going to get into what an IRR should be on this deal or that deal. I'm talking about multifamily syndications as they stand right now. We're seeing anywhere from 13 to call it 16, right? Anything above that is either probably a development deal, a heavy value add, or they're smoking the numbers. It's just the, the fact of the matter is IRRs have gone down. They used to be closer to 20 five to seven years ago, right? You know, but obviously cap rates have compressed, values have gone up, and returns have gone down somewhat, right? Doesn't mean it's a so bad deal. So what's a good IRR right now in today's environment? No, that's what I'm saying. 13 to 16% yeah. is, is, is where I'm at. 13 on the A's, 16 on the more value Yeah, add the more value-add stuff, right? You know, and so if you find something that's within that sweet spot, it's typically a pretty good deal right now, right? So that's the IRR. Again, one of the most complicated things, a lot of information online. Again, Excel calculates it for you. Trust and typically, Excel. we don't really like don't to try to hand, hand math this, Yeah, and I'll okay? add, we don't like to present that. Most investors don't really understand no, it. No, they don't. Instead, we like to share cash on cash, this next one that's coming up, and then, you know, average annual return. Yeah. Those two things can kind of give you a sense of where the IRR probably will be on a deal. So this is the easier of the two, or the three, that we're going to talk about. Actually, we'll talk about four, because I'll, I'll add an additional one in. So cash on cash is the amount of money that you're going to make on an annualized basis based on the amount of money that you put in. So... What the heck does that mean? That means, again, for my first example, if you put $100,000 in and you make $10,000 a year on that investment, you have a 10% cash on cash return, right? Now, again, it can go up, it can go down, you could be nothing, right? But at the end of the day, this is a pretty straightforward way for people yeah. to quantify how well their investments yeah, are gonna it's, do. It's what money hit your pocket based yes. on the money you actually put into the deal. Yeah. So it's net of everything, right? So so you want to understand that, right? You know, and that's it, right now, cash on cash, because this one's a little bit more straightforward. So we're not going to spend a lot of time on it. Again, a lot of information online about this stuff. You know, you're probably in that 6 to 8% return rate, right? So if, you get, if you're finding a multifamily syndication that's 6 to 8% in that range, probably pretty good. You should look at it, right? And if it's a lot higher than that, I would probably question the underwriting, right? A lot lower 
It better be, you know, the swankiest Make of deals sure you have and the swankiest re- part of town. Or you have some good reserves. Or you have very good reserves, right? Because that means that it might be really, really tight, right? So you're looking for that 6 to 8% cash on cash. Again, if you put $100,000 in, folks, that means six dollars to $8,000 is going in your pocket each year, right? Now, equity multiple. People are going to be like, what the heck is this? So people talk about equity multiple as a 1, a 2, a 3x equity multiple, right? What the heck does that mean? Right. Let's just say you put $100,000 in and you, you make $100,000 on that in five years. The equity multiple on that is two, two X, right? That means you've doubled your money because when we talk about returns, it's net of getting your initial investment back, right? So take that out of the equation, right? If you put $100,000 in, that means over the life of the deal, you're going to make $100,000, right? That's a two X. Now, the one thing that's a little misleading with the two uh, with the equity multiple is some yeah. people will say three x or four yeah. x, but if it's over the course of I, I got 10 a ten x deal for you, just yeah, it's going to be a seventy five year yeah, deal. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I mean, like so people try to like you always have to have the time. They talk frame these things up, it, right? That's yeah. why I don't I don't personally like equity. I'm multiple. not a big I'm not a big fan of it. I like IRR much more than I like equity multiple. I like cash on cash and or, I like average, you know, annual, average annual much better. So equity multiple, again, you'll see this in people's investor decks. So you need to understand what that means. It just means how much are you doubling your money, right? You know, or tripling your money. So I mean, like, uh, and we're, we laugh, we're making a joke about it, right? But the 3X was on a 10 year hold, Yeah. right? You know, okay, that's great. You're going to 3X your money, but your money's going to be tied up for 10 years. How yeah, would you rather 3X your money in 10 years or 2X your money in five? It's done, all up done, to you. Done, right? I mean, you know. you know, and again, the X is irrelevant. I really want to understand the time frame. Mm-hmm. I'd rather 2X my money in five because then I get that money back and I can go redeploy it. Yes. I may not be able, going back to the IRR, I may not get any of the money until you're 10 and that 3X and great, but and, now and I couldn't that, invest that still, any money. So and that would still be a 3X. Yeah. You know, that's not that's not a lie. Actually, that's a great point, right? You can still, say, you can still call it a 3X. That's how the IRR starts tying into the yeah, equity multiple. Yeah, you can still multiple. call it a 3X yeah. equity multiple, but you get... Three extra money at the the ten year mark, right? Well, guess what? You're, you didn't get any returns for ten years. Then you finally three extra money. Yeah, it's gonna be a nice day when you finally get your money, but that's still tough, right? So that's equity multiple. Again, tons of stuff online about this. So check it out. The one thing that's not on the slideshow though is average annualized return, right? So I want to talk about a metric that's called total return, right? So you're gonna take that first. Total return is going to be the accumulation of your cash on cash returns plus the net proceeds that you're going to get from a sale. And or a refi. And or a refinance, right? Depending on how things are structured, right? But let's just say you get your cash on cash, then you sell, right? Typically, your cash on cash return is going to be equivalent to probably 40 to 50% of your overall total return, and then the rest is going to be on the net proceeds. But let's take round numbers here, right? Let's say you get 100% total return, which means you've doubled your money, folks, right? And you've had it for five years. What does that come out to? Well, 100 divided by five is 20. So your average annualized return is 20%, right? You're going to see AAR, it means average annualized return. You're going to see this, you know, within a lot of people's decks. Again, so what are, you, what are we looking at right now in terms of the market, right? You're looking at anywhere from, call it 14 to 20%, right, is probably where the average annualized returns are, are kind of shaking out at. Anything below that might be a little bit questionable. Definitely anything above that, I would probably question people's underwriting and say, you know, just show me the assumptions that you're, you're basing this on, right? Because that's probably above market right now. So that's average annualized return and total return. So those are the five metrics. So let's go over IRR, cash on cash, equity multiple, 
total return and average annualized return. You need to understand those five things, not only as an active investor, but also as a passive investor, right? Definitely but, as a passive investor. Definitely as a passive investor. But I mean, I'm, ultimately you shouldn't be you shouldn't be doing deals if you don't understand that either. Yeah. But you know, I mean, if you're gonna be putting your hard earned money to work, you need to understand that too. So don't just take it for granted that the highest number is the best, right? Because we've talked about this on the show, right? Risk adjusted. You'll see risk people will have- Risk important. Time frames are important yes. and the operator experience are important. Right? Look up risk adjusted, right? That 15% IRR might be a better deal than that 17% IRR value add class C deal, right? You know, you have to understand that, you know, depending on risk, one could be better than the other and you have to risk adjust it. That's what we mean when we talk about this on this show. So one of the questions that came in ahead of time was, which metric is the simplest to evaluate the performance of a real estate investment? I'm gonna say cash on cash. I mean, yeah, everybody kind of gets that, right? That's the easiest one. You know, you, you put, you, you put $100,000 in. multiple is pretty easy too, but you have to understand like it's deceiving too. It is, everybody, right? Cash on cash is nice because it's just yearly. It's everybody straight. thinks about yearly it's straight. Like, I mean, everybody's like, well, how much money am I gonna make in a year, all right? So that's easy, right? You put $100,000 in, you're getting $10,000 back, that's 10% cash on cash return. So I'd say that's the simplest way, and I'd say 99% of all the OMs and the decks that I've seen from investors and people that are putting deals together have cash on cash returns in it. So you're gonna see that probably most frequently as well, right? So we talked about this question here, what does equity multiple mean for passive investors? I think again, it's how quickly are you doubling your money, right? And you have to understand that there's a time component that you need to take into consideration. We, we beat up on this, on this metric here five minutes ago. So what metrics would you recommend a passive investor analyze when assessing an investment's return potential? I'd say all of them. Right, you know, there's not one that's better than the other that you should only use here and there. Take them all into consideration, right? Understand what box you want to invest in if you're a passive investor, and then stick to it, right? You know, I mean, at the end of the day, you need to understand like, hey, what do I need to to live off this return? What does my family need? And then only invest in deals that are, you know, that people can justify those types of returns, right? And you might say, hey, I'm only invest. I mean, we've had people like, I'm only looking at 20 RR deals. Okay, <laughs> right. well, you're probably not gonna look at a lot of deals right now, and that's fine. They stick to their box, totally cool. You know, and then, and then they understand that they might not be looking at a lot of deals, right? And somebody might say, hey, I'm 10 IRR and above. Well, then shoot, you're gonna be looking at a lot of deals, right? So. I think that that's one of those things that you have to look at as your family, as what you're looking for on your returns, and then ultimately stick to your box, folks. Yep. So boom, we talked about the metrics. So we have comments, questions, thoughts, please ask them. We will answer them here live on Money Mondays. We did get one comment from David saying dinkytown.net has a great IRR calculator. I like that. And indeed it does. I went and looked at it, and for those that are you know, kind of wondering, right, how do you calculate IRR? The question is asking start date, end date, yep. right? Initial deposit amount, future value, and periodic deposit, right? How much you're withdrawing? Because again, based on those things, you actually know how much you're getting back and what that velocity of the money looks yeah, like. Yeah, so. yeah, I mean, because again, it goes back to, are you getting cash for distributions throughout the whole? Or are you getting it all at one at the end, right? That's gonna make a difference too, right? And so, you know, I mean, that's great. That's a great, thank you for, you know, pointing that out. There's, there's a couple of those online. Um, and then again, if you know how to formulate on, on, or do the formula on Excel, you can also calculate it that way too. So, online Excel is hard. It is hard. Having done it by, by, by experience, it's definitely not an easy one to do. No, it's definitely not. Otherwise, 
Let's keep on going. Money Mondays, we have every Monday. Nobody has questions on returns. Central, All right. comments, questions. I mean, we have sophisticated viewers, Ben. What do you We expect? do. No, I was expecting everybody to start kind of, you know, showing me the mathematical equation to calculate IRR. That's what I'm looking for, folks. So if you have that, dump that in the comments because I really want to see that somebody can actually do that. Don't so let bad. Ferris think he ain't going to be able to do it either. I know you the know. equation. <laughs> it's a summation divided. But yeah. There, hey. I just pulled it up. Boom. Oh, look at you. Had to, you had to Google this thing. No, to confirm it, it is Google, what I thought was, it was. He was Googling it. All right. Well, hey, that's the that's our show. So we're talking about Texas Multifamily Masters Virtual mass Multifamily Meetup, Maximizing Your Wealth with Infinite Banking. So looking forward to Eric and Neil and David White, you know, going to show us all about the infinite banking concept. This Wednesday, folks, this is a virtual event. November 9th, 7.30 p.m. Central Standard. Check it out, disruptequity.com slash virtual meetup. You want to go ahead and register there. You got to get registered for these events. We typically have, what, 100, 150 people on, yeah. you know, so it's a good crowd. Love and these folks are, are really know what their stuff. And I think it's something that you can couple with the real estate investment portfolio. So check that out. But what is coming up this Saturday, man? We're talking about our MFIN conference. Oh. We're all going to be in Atlanta, me and about 350 of my friends. Yeah. And it's going to be a good time, right? Lots of speakers, lots of content panels, and it's going to be a chance for those to get out their network. So if you haven't bought your ticket, buy it soon. We are just about to sell out, actually. And so definitely should be a fun time and look forward yeah. to hopefully seeing you a lot there. Come up, say hi to us. You know, we'll talk, chop. Chop, happy to shop, kind of give shop, feedback, shop, thoughts, shop, tips, shop. all the above. All so. We're going to do all that. But, so if you get a wild hair, can get to Atlanta this Saturday. We've got a few tickets left. We really are close to selling out on the whole entire thing. Uh, November 12th in Atlanta, Georgia. MFinvestornetwork.com. Check it out. Great networking, great panels, great speakers. A lot of fun. We're going to have about three or 400 of our friends out there. Um, and then really, really excited about seeing you guys out there. So what's coming up? Next week, once we get back in the studio. Most common underwriting mistakes in the multifamily oh, world. There's a lot of them. There's definitely a lot of them. So we'll talk more about underwriting because I think understanding the returns, understanding metrics, understanding how underwriting works, folks, is important not only as an active investor, but as a passive investor. Absolutely. But go Astros, World Series champs, letting all those haters, come on, come at me. What do but, you mean? They have an asterisk next to their win last time. <laughs> don't make me slap you. Had to say you. it. Had to say on, it. On I'm live, an Astros fan too. Live TV here, my friend. But anyway, redeemed ourselves. Look forward and, uh, to go hopefully Astros. seeing you guys next week on Monday Mondays, every Monday, 3.30 Central. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed today's episode on Disrupt Equities Apartment Investing Podcast. We have some really great episodes coming up, so make sure to subscribe to the podcast. For those interested in passively investing in cash-flowing multifamily properties, visit disruptequity.com invest. Fill out your information there, and you will get notified when we release our next multifamily passive investment offering.